Mayfly, an audiobook project written and narrated by Ray Fletcher. Chapter 16 They ventured back to the town. Marianne was alert for traps and ambushes, as much as she could be given that she could barely keep her feet. Whether it was because they were nocturnal, or because they, like the beasts of her own time, scattered once they were out of the gate, the town was empty. Some animals were loose, and others slaughtered, but there weren't any people left. Ash let out a soft cry and ran into a house. Marianne stood in the muddy lane and listened to her screaming for her family. Her cries were replaced by birdsong. Marianne entered cautiously. Ash was sitting on the floor, hugging a worn blanket. Marianne knelt beside her. Ash turned and buried her face against her shoulder, weeping quietly. I'm really sorry. I mean, there's nothing I can say to make it better. I know it, but I really am. She realized, belatedly, that this Ash must only have been her age, or maybe even a year or so younger, and so innocent. It filled her with a terrifying feeling. She hugged her closer, stroking her back the way she remembered her mom doing. How much life must be ahead of this Ash, before she got to be her Ash? All of that time that she'd have to pass alone, and Marianne wanted to protect her from it. She didn't want to let go. I should have stayed. They'd all be alive if I became his bride. Marianne bit her lip. It was kind of true. It was just that there was so much more than she could explain, more than she even knew yet. They lie, those things from the gate. I was told that you can't ever trust what they say. And if you'd gone off, he would have turned you into a nothing. And that doppelganger would have taken your place here. That thing would be free in the world. It's evil. It would have been free to do evil to your family. That's all it does. She was listening. Her eyes were earnest when they met Marianne's, red and full of grief. Fragile, clinging to all that she said. Marianne felt like she was holding something expensive, like an antique teapot. You were told, by someone who knows, someone who knows things like magic. She knows all kinds of things. She's so strong. She's a fighter. She hunts evil things. If I know anything at all, it's just what she taught me. Ash wiped her nose with her sleeve and looked around the house. It's my fault. No. It is. I could still... You can't bring them back, she said softly. Ash's shoulders slumped. You'll stay with me? I... I can't. I have to go back to where I came from. I have to. I'm really sorry. I need you to help me. What good am I, then? Her words twisted bitterly. It's just... I think that my ash is here, and I need you to tell her that it isn't her fault, the same way she told me it wasn't mine. Like, maybe we have a responsibility in the end, because we know. But it isn't our fault. And she needs to know that. And she... You need to know that you don't have to be afraid. We all need to know that. Ash covered her face with her hands, shuddering. Marianne looked around at what she suspected was quite a nice house for the place and time. You're going to be fine. I know it. But you have to let go. We need to go back. She pulled Ash's hands away from her face. You have to be okay. Because you're going to save me. She kissed her lightly. 
Asha's eyes were wide after, but not unhappy, and she blushed. Oh, Marianne smiled. Yeah, I think so too. The light flickered. She grabbed her knife. Her hand was shaking. Whatever was coming, she wasn't ready for it. She squeezed the blade until her knuckles were white. It was only the door, though. The muddy village was gone, replaced by the beige hallway. Marianne. Ash looked down at herself, fingers exploring her hair and skin and clothes, touching it all like you'd touch an outfit you were trying on. Are you my Ash? Oh, it's been so long. She held out her hand. Human. It must feel really weird. Ash closed her eyes. Yes, yes it does. Better? She was still for a moment. Just very different. Her warm brown eyes met Marianne's. You saw. You know. Sure, she shrugged. At least, at least you were forced. You didn't just stupidly buy a line. None of it was your fault. I didn't realize it was you. Ash smoothed her dress. Her eyes traveled over the room, unreadable. When I saw you in the gas station, I felt like I ought to know you. But I've lived long enough that I've seen the same faces. They're like ghosts, sometimes, of all the people I knew. She looked at Marianne. But it was really you. I'm only me because of you. Ash reached for her, and Marianne hugged tight. Is that why you and I hooked up? I take lovers, my darling. I do not hook up. And she laughed when Marianne squirmed. Her laugh was lighter. Her voice was a little different, after all. Young Ash's voice with her Ash's spirit. We're together because of who we are. Nothing less. You know I have to kill it. Ash sighed and sat up, fingers clinging to Marianne's. They were different. Even though she was young and they were maybe the same shape, they felt rougher, with a nick here or there. Marianne felt the human of them. Isn't this what she should want? But Ash was Ash, rough or smooth. I didn't realize it was necessary to kill your own doppelganger. Marianne looked around the empty house. What happens to you after this? You're going to be all alone. I found a way to survive. Marianne touched her neck lightly, and Ash nodded. I'm sorry. I regret many things. Finding a way to live long enough to meet you isn't one of them. She looked down. Marianne? Yeah? I have to tell you something. Can we trust that door not to change again? Ash hesitated, then relented. Ah, true. Ash stood and helped her up. Let's go back, my Marianne. Oh, God, do we ever have to go back? Should we have a plan? Ash made a face, an adorable face. She was gorgeous as a vampire, but she'd been a really cute human. Marianne plucked a bit of straw from her hair. Ash's arms snaked around her waist. The warmth of her, the sounds of her as a human. She was different, yes, but she thought they fit together either way. I think we'd best concentrate on getting out of its nest first. Then work on that part. If it has to be you, I want you as safe as possible. Ash gave her a little squeeze. Don't let go. Ash kept hold of her hand. They ran through the doorway. She was expecting resistance and hit the far side of the hallway of her childhood house, hard enough to hurt her shoulder. The breathing filled her ears. She looked at Ash. 
The difference was stark now that she'd seen her as a human, the unearthly perfection of her, the beauty, the relief. Are you okay? Ash nodded. I was a little worried there, that I'd have to transform again. It's that rough, huh? Ash shuddered. It is. Then her shoulders squared. Which way, my girl? She looked up and down the hall. The stairs should be this way. The dimensions are all wrong, though. They started in the direction she thought the stairs were. It was immediately clear that the house was messing with them. They passed doors that looked like room doors, gold-toned knobs gleaming. They were as blunt and non-functional as if they'd grown out of the solid door. They walked for a good ten minutes before they saw the end. Another door was framed in the darkness, instead of a staircase. Marianne slowed down. What is it? It's my room. It shouldn't be here. Asha's eyes ran over the bland corridor. I think we might have to spring its trap. Trap? Wherever we are, it's in control. Ash touched her face. Are you ready? She took a deep breath. I want it to end. I want it dead. The knob was cool under her hand. Metal, turning smoothly. It was exactly as she remembered it. The furniture was white wicker. All along one wall were white shelves. Pink boxes with gingham lining marched neatly between sections of books, full of toys and art supplies. A stack of duotangs was on her desk. Homework. The subjects were carefully written in her lopsided hand. Ballerinas danced across the strawberry milkshake walls. Her boots looked cruel on the pale carpet. She watched Ash wander the room. When she came to the cork board, she carefully straightened a piece of drawing paper pinned to it. Marianne flushed. Little girls like unicorns. It's cute. You really liked pink. My mom was into decorating the house. It was mostly her work. You liked it, though. She touched the white cotton eyelet canopy of her princess bed. I guess I did. It was home. It was everything that I knew. But this is just an illusion. It was then, too. I was just too young to realize it, and Mom couldn't keep it going for me. It was impossible to go back to, but I couldn't leave it behind, even if it was a lie. You were a wee child. It was her job to look after you, not the other way around. She tried. I have my sympathy for her, but she failed, just the same. It's hard to figure it all out. And when you're young, all the ground under you just vanishes, and you're too young to understand. It's different when you're old enough to control your fate. I tried, with school and everything. Try again. She looked at Ash quickly. She shrugged. Find a way like I did. Just keep going. I'm a little scared of the future. It showed me something terrible. You can't believe it. They lie and lie, and if it tells the truth, it's to serve itself and its master. Now why would I do something so evil as telling lies? Marianne turned and turned again. The doppelganger's voice floated, disembodied, until it finally appeared, leaning against the wall. Ash was a blur, burying her knife in its stomach, it laughed and pushed her off with power enough to make her stagger back. They watched as it slowly pulled the knife out and tossed it aside. The wound sealed shut. Oh, we liked this shirt, didn't we, Marianne? We just had to steal it from the shitty little discount department store we found it in. Remember that? Remember how scared you were that you'd get caught? So? So what? 
The doppelganger twirled across the carpet. All of your princess dreams, Marianne. I can feel your hate even now. You hate your father for dying. You hate your mom for drinking away your future. I do not. It wasn't his fault. It wasn't hers. The doppelganger cocked its head, hands on its hips like a scolding parent. No, no. I thought we didn't like lies. I'm not. It wasn't their fault. Sure it was. Dirty little secret, wasn't it? All those bottles in the garage that you had for the bottle drives. The hockey teams loved coming to this house. How many had he pounded back that night? But that kind of thing, you know. Drinking and driving in this town? No big deal. Everybody has a couple before they head for home. Shut up. It was the cocaine that really brought down the house. So to speak. Shut up. Not just your house. He took out two kids, didn't he? They were just a little younger than you are now. All three of them. Bits and pieces, small enough for sandwich bags, scattered along the side of the highway. So much shame. They all turned on you, and your mom crawled into a bottle and left you all alone. She ran at the doppelganger, pinning it against the wall with her forearm over its neck. It laughed merrily. She swung with the knife. The doppelganger grabbed her wrist. It was like iron, and her arm burned. Let's have no lies here in the temple of your innocence. Fuck you. It chuckled. No wonder you didn't land any scholarships. Shocking lack of vocabulary. Its other hand snapped up, squeezing her already aching throat. Nah, little vampire. Not unless you want to go bowling with your lover's head. You aren't going to win. We won in Galicia. We won in Mongolia. We won up north. Remember how Astrid sang? Remember how she screamed? The doppelganger thrust her away. Ash caught her and steadied her. She gasped for breath. How many times did I stop you? You are a nuisance, it's true. So many of our world lost to your hunting. Stay in your own. This world is our birthright. We were expelled. We want it back. It is ours. Ash was moving slowly away, drawing its attention. Marianne's hand tightened on the knife. Near her left hand was a porcelain poodle statue. She wrapped her fingers around it. It isn't yours. Nor yours, bloodsucker. Maybe not. Maybe when you're finally done, I will be too. That doesn't bother me. The blood I spill from your pathetic brethren is payment enough. She bared her fangs. Sometimes it's even delicious. A spasm of rage passed over the doppelganger's face. The house shook. I'll enjoy tearing you apart. Marianne swung the poodle. The doppelganger blocked it, turning to the side. The porcelain shattered. She threw all her weight behind the knife, driving it into its shoulder and into the wall behind it. It howled, shuddering. The house rocked back and forth. She heard the indrawn breath and covered her ears as another scream tore through it. The ballerinas crashed down from the walls. An ugly splinter appeared, barely more than a crack. Through it, she could see a hallway, a real one. More. Marianne. The doppelganger's scream turned into laughter. He was looking at the knife. She knew it was in pain. The floor still shivered under her feet, and still, it was laughing. Clever, clever little vampire, controlling your thrall so well. What? Marianne. You're her thrall, nothing more. The doppelganger's expression was pure malice. 
Marianne, kill it. What? What's a thrall? It's lying. It's lying to distract you. Kill it now while we have a chance. There was an edge of panic in Ash's voice. The doppelganger's eyes caught hers. Marianne hesitated. After she bit you, after she fed, she slipped into your mind, quiet as you please. I can feel her wiggling around in there like worms. Oh, yes. The doppelganger tilted its head back and forth, as though Marianne was an object it was examining. You remember, don't you? The night at the pit, the little gap of time between Bobby's shitty truck and waking up the next morning. Then there's the bite on your neck. You don't really think that the boy did it, do you? She clouded your mind. She drew you in. She knew what you could do for her. She knew she could make you do what she needed. Marianne, kill it. Please, for God's sake, kill it. Flickers of memory. The bite. The stars. The hundred-dollar bill. A pain at her throat, followed by a peace. A pleasure. A voice whispering to her to forget. She looked at Ash, who shook her head. Marianne. It was a plea. You looked familiar. All your desires. All your hopes. You pinned them on her. The doppelganger's voice was smooth and true. Marianne couldn't stop listening. All your dreams of running away, of money and school and exotic places, of being someone better, not trailer trash, not some small-town hick. She'd sweep you away like a fairy tale, a vampire. She'd protect you and love you and give you all you ever wanted, and you'd give yourself to her in return. Marianne blinked. Tears burned down her cheeks. The doppelganger's voice burrowed into her mind. Everything was going to be different, wasn't it, Marianne? But she lied to you, like your parents, when they told you they'd always take care of you. Like Bobby, who didn't love you enough to protect you, and knocked you up for thirty seconds of pleasure. Like Charlene, who's your friend so she can flirt with Bobby. Your vampire lover wanted my lord dead, and she knew that you could open the gate. She knew that she could make you help her. She twined you around her little finger. You stupid little girl. So easy to play. So lonely that you'll go with anyone who says they love you. Marianne, it's casting a spell. Don't listen to it. Listen to me. The doppelganger growled and threw her off. The fog in Marianne's mind cleared. She scrambled to reach the knife. The doppelganger wrenched it out of its shoulder. The tear in the wall split wider. It threw the knife aside, racing away deeper into the house. We have to get out of here. She looked at the knife. A little spatter of blackish gore marred the carpet. She picked it up, the handle comfortable in her grip. When Ash reached out, she stepped back, wiping her eyes. Go, she said numbly. I didn't. We should, we should go. They emerged in the entrance hall. Ash gingerly tried the front door. It opened without a fuss. Marianne walked out into the nighttime yard. Music came from the party down the street. She was hungry, exhausted, numb, and it was still the same day they'd left. The house looked as normal and peaceful as it had when they first approached. She looked up at the sky, speckled with stars, and found the constellations she knew. They blurred briefly and she wiped her eyes. Marianne. It doesn't always lie, does it? You said that it tells the truth when it serves its purpose. It mixes truth and lies. No, no, it doesn't always lie.
The bite. That night. The fuzziness. It was you. Yes. You lied and pretended we'd never met before. You told me you, you couldn't do things like that. Mental things. But the whole time, whenever I started to remember, you were making me forget. To use me. No. No. That isn't... I told you to stay away from the hunt. You didn't exactly forbid it, did you? You gave an easy... Are you telling me that you didn't want to hunt? I saw your joy in it. How do I know? She whirled, mouth trembling. She scrubbed at her eyes again. How do I know what was me and what was you? I don't hold in thrall those I love. Love. Sure. Thrall. That's the real reason you could hear me. Feel me. It wasn't... She swallowed hard. It was just you. Protecting your pet. Ash looked as though she'd been slapped. Finally, she shook her head. You can hate me and walk away, and you can get on with your life. But there are two things that you need to know. The first is that you earned your place on the hunt, from that first time with your frying pan. I couldn't have been more impressed and more happy to have you by my side, more fortunate. The second is that I love you, and my kind don't half love. And you lied to me. That's three things. She turned and started down the driveway. Marianne, leave me alone. Go fight your invisible war. Leave me the fuck out of it. The gate swung closed behind her. Ash screamed. There was no anger in it, only pain and loss that made her sob. Somehow, Marianne kept walking. Here endeth the chapter. Mayfly is an urban paranormal fantasy narrative project with a new chapter uploaded every two weeks until the novel is done or my vocal cords fall off. Subscribe to Patreon for early access and occasional exclusive content. For social media, blog posts, and links to other work, please visit www.houseofie.com. That's House of V-A-Y-I. Com. For past chapters, a one-time donation to coffee is greatly appreciated. Music is White Horse on the Beach by Nature's Eye. It and other royalty-free media is available at pixabay.com. Thank you for listening, and audience is the greatest gift an artist can have.